You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed, episode 52, Erica Arroyo, The Lounge Experience. It has been a while. Yeah, no, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's why I have my hoodie on. I try to get festive, though. I don't know if you can see it. No, the, show me. Have the dolly. <laughs> a holly dolly Christmas. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. And I also gave you a different background today. You're the only person. I flipped the camera today, so instead of the, the usual background, you have the, as somebody call it, the wall of Britney. <laughs> I love it. Is it, are there more though of her in the background? See? Oh, so it's all Brittany. Yeah. I'm going to switch it out like every, like every two months. Like, uh, are there, are there like hooks for, for the vinyl? Like little, you already like, have shelves. The little shelves? Little shelves Looks on good. hand strips so I don't mess up the, the wall. But uh, I'm going to switch it out every couple of months to some other vinyl collection. So. I think how many? How, sorry, go ahead. No, I think, I, I think January is going to be a Mariah month. So, <laughs> how ready. many slots do you have? Uh, nine. You should just do the whole wall. Get more. Uh, no, well, I have a whole collection over here. So, I'm just going to like switch them out <laughs> every now and then. And I have more coming, of course. So, that's where half my paycheck seems to go to. Listen, it's all good. It's 2020. You get to embe- you get to indulge in what you like. Exactly. So where mm-hmm. are you where are you beaming in from today? Uh the one and only Sanja's smoke shop. So I'm here. Uh can't really smoke in the the TLE lounge right now. <laughs> so I come here, my home away from home. Lots of cigars all around, so you know, it is what it is. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here with you, dude. It's been too yeah, long. Yeah, I'm happy for for you to to be here. Like when I've always said, I've always given you credit as helping me put this together or inspiring it, and telling me like Aww. giving me little tips along the way. So oh, even man, from the thank beginning, you. when I I know a couple months ago I asked people when I was doing the part two of this season. Um, like, who do you want to see on it? And like, your name came up several times. So I was waiting for like a good time to have you on because I felt like this is, and you probably had this experience doing these lives. It's almost like making pancakes. Like the first few probably don't turn out as well as you yeah. as you like because you don't know what to anticipate and technical issues and all this stuff. So I said, sure. you know, I wanted to wait until uh, I got to a comfortable point have you on so that it was uh, a little bit better of an experience. (laughs) No, it's never a waste with you. No, I mean, listen, it's all, uh, that means a lot coming from you. You know, uh, I appreciate you tons. And when you started Deep Cuts, uh, it was, there were so many people on there that I thoroughly, I really wanted to hear from and how you took it and the direction that you went throughout each interview was very specific and very personal to each individual. And you of all people know like what these people are really about. 
like you you know them probably oh, more than a lot most of them <laughs> there's there been there been more than <laughs> actually there's been a lot of people on this year that mm -hmm. i have known but i've never had a conversation with so what you saw on deep cuts for the most part was like me having my first real conversation with them outside of a hey how are you doing or waving at them on a trade show floor or at an event. So yeah. it's been a very experimental. Um, and I tell people there's no script. So I don't send people questions ahead of time for, for deep cuts. I just kind of wing it. And uh, it's worked out for the most part. There's only been one or two yeah. that's been like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, we, we yeah, we, I mean, on TLE, we, we definitely know like, how that works. Some people, you, you know, you would think that there would be a little bit more conversation, but then you have to work a little bit more to get something out of them. Maybe just because they're so used to certain interviews and questions, but when you are asking them personal questions, just like about them, they're like, um, I, is it okay to say this? Like, <laughs> it's like, is it okay? <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted to do with you is a little bit different from what I do with most people because, and you know, you and I talk all the time and um, mm -hmm. we've told different parts of your story throughout tobacco business and at TPE and everything else that we do. So I wanted to give people a chance to get to know you, but in a different way. So cool. I want you to give us an intro of yourself, but then afterwards, instead of me asking you like the usual questions, like I kind of usually do, and I'll still ask some of those questions. Uh, I want to kind of turn this into like the usual kind of end of the year kind of what are some of the things that kind of got you through the year like favorite mm -hmm. thing wise because I know you smoke a lot of cigars so you probably smoke more than I do I know you do um, you know you're and, catching up you're catching up a little bit and so <laughs> I, you know and, and I'll like jump in for some of these things too and kind of share with people some of my favorite I just have three cigars that I chose not because I only thought there were three great cigars, but just because these are ones that I've actually smoked, um, you know, in the last year or year or so. And mm -hmm. I want to share those with people. And uh, I want you to share some of your favorite picks at some point um, today sure. with people too. And um, we'll just go from there. And um, It's kind of like a favorite thing show. It's like Oprah style, uh, except for people aren't going to get any free stuff, apparently. No. Um, <laughs> you got to put that in there. Us, not, not from us today, but it gives people a little idea of who we are and kind of the things that makes us tick. So that was sure. a fun way to kind of end up this first year. Your, your conversation number 52 um, that I've recorded uh, in some wow. way or manner and shared with people. Um, of course, through the magazine, I've had other conversations, but you're like 52. So you're, this is it for the year, for the year. <laughs> so I'm honored. Right. So start off by telling us how you got into the industry and then how did, you know, and a little bit about TLE. What is mm -hmm. it? What makes it different from other um, podcasts, video podcasts, stuff like that? I may get a little too raw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everybody, anybody's ready for it. No, they're ready. ready for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, a little bit about me. I've been smoking cigars for over 12 years. Uh, you know, I, I got connected with some of the folks in the cigar industry. Wow. How long ago was this? 
I want to say like five and a half, almost six years ago, I started doing um, social media work for, you know, Cornelius and Anthony. I was with them for quite a few years and I learned a lot about, you know, just the personalities. I learned a lot about cigars, not only their line, but, you know, what really goes into manufacturing. Um, I realized a lot in how how much the cigar industry was missing uh, through social media. A lot of them didn't think that this was, this is a huge part, like a crucial part to have a part of your uh, company. Um, and I think a lot of people realized that when I took over uh, Cornelius and Anthony's social media page and how much it grew and how, what kind of awareness uh, was put out there, a, a brand awareness was, was put out there for all over the world, you know, and it didn't hit me until like when I went to enter to back and realized like, Hey, listen, we're, we've touched so many lives via social media, um, you know, through just social media and just sharing photos and reposting photos. And while all this was happening as well is, you know, I was working on my brand, Erican, and you know, in my outlook on that, as you know, and a lot of people already know, for those who don't know, is, hey, listen, all it was, you know, and kind of still is, it's just, it's all being sexualized from the female um, side. It's just, you know, just the same, you know, boobs and ass. And, you know, there's so many women out there that, that have the knowledge, that have the knowledge but don't get enough recognition. They, they, I felt like they needed a voice, you know, somebody to be up front and center and just be honest. So, you know, me hiring a photographer and uh, Eric and growing to a certain um, level. And, you know, Cornelius and Anthony was no longer there and I continued on with Eric and, but then it hit a plateau, right? And through, through social media, the algorithm and so forth, my, the voice and the message that I was trying to get across, and it wasn't the same message. It was all these types of messages. It was like, all right, I have questions about certain brands. I'm not getting the answers, like, you know, brands that I would contact and say, hey, listen, I love your cigars. You know, I want to I wanna give you some dope ass content, but they didn't give me the time of the day. And then they went a different direction towards you know more sexualized direction and I said you know what okay it is what it is you know of course I'm going to be a little salty of course anybody would be a little salty a lot of the guys out there that are seeing all this they're like this is this is just bullshit like what what's going on we need we need more of something else give us something refreshing give us you know you're all like from women that are working in retail, women that are doing social media, women that are just building up their blogs and so forth, but they're not getting their voices out there. So when that happened, you know, uh, and then I worked, I worked with uh, Hirochi Rabina. I, I did some of uh, his, his social media for a little while, but then I decided to venture off and say, hey, listen, how can we get our voice out there that's not going to be manipulated via social media or just words and so forth photos they can all be manipulated oh what do you see here oh this is what she really means but this is not what she really means it's like texting right, right. so the best 
thing that came up to my head. I was like, you know what? Social, uh, podcasting. I was like, I listen to podcasts. Why am I listening to these particular podcasts? Because these podcasts have been all for the consu like the consumers. If they, um, hi, Sanj. Sanj wants to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, so it, I was listening to them. I'm like, how, why are they, they're being so honest. Like I listened to, you know, my favorite murder. I listened to Ryan Sickler. I was, you know, uh, the Honeydew podcast, like all these, you know, crime and, you know, stuff like that. But then also educational Joe Rogan, of course, and just trying to really like analyze it all. And why am I so drawn to these people? So then I said, all right, I mentioned it to a few people. Um, and they said, you got to do it. You have to do it. And I'm, you know, I always thought about like years ago when I was doing inside sales, customer service, and this one guy, I will always remember David from studio in New York city said, you give great phone voice. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you give great phone voice. And I said, okay, all right. Well, I take that as a compliment. And um, I just, you know, I put two and two together. And, you know, my, my personality is very kind of like chill, laid back. Then you have, you know, Amy that came, comes in and Amy's bubbly, excited, loud, like, ah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so then the two, we, we both uh, balance the show. So here we are, the first female cigar podcast that is officially solely female cigar podcast in the industry and then you have you have two worlds so you have amy's background which is retail she's been to factories she knows manufacturers she knows sales reps she's like all that and then you have me who who works you know via social media marketing digital you know digital creator and so forth and you, you put these two together we have a lot of knowledge but we also have a lot of questions and you know the people that we have on they make sense right so we can have we could probably have anybody on but those people that we choose to have on those are the ones that are going to connect with everybody it's a wide variety i mean i think we it's like we can you can look at the analytics and so forth we're probably the largest um we probably have the largest minority listener report there is in the cigar, you know, in a cigar podcast. So, and it's people from all over the world and from all backgrounds. Yeah, men, women, and they're all listening to this. And it's just like, hey, what else do you want to know? We're all learning together. Who would you like to have on? Okay, well, I don't think they'll vibe with our crowd. So we're not going to have these people on, you know? And so, but it's nice to be able to choose and hone the podcast to the direction that, has been being missed in the industry for a very long time. So, and, and so far, I mean, it's, it's for what it is and how long it's, we've been going on for a year and a half. And I think it's extremely successful. Yeah, and I think so too. And I, what I like what, about your podcast is that it's not manufactured. So it's very organic what you talk about. And I think that's so important. Like you said, to have a minority voice because you realize that this industry is very diverse, but at the same time, we don't always hear from the different minorities. 
you know, they don't <laughs> always come through some, you know, media filter, I guess you could say. Um, mm -hmm. And so we don't end up hearing from them. And then when we do hear from them, it's, it's a completely different voice and mindset. And we talked about this like earlier in the summer where it was like all this stuff happening in during, during the summer. Yeah. And it was just like, if you were a minority, you kind of had a different take on all these different subjects. And then sure. other people were like, I don't get it. This, this isn't an issue. Like, why, why are you all making a big so, deal about it? You mm -hmm. know, and, and it's just, it, it's just a, a different perspective that we don't always get to hear and we don't always see kind of play out. No, we don't. It's, un, it's unfortunate. Because that, that was missing. Why did it take so long? And why has it taken so long? You see more coming up and about, but it's like, why did it take so long? Was it be just for the fact that it's like, did nobody give the opportunity or did somebody have to lead the way? Did somebody have to start it? You know, and, and I think TLE, that's, that's what TLE has done is really created a, a, a way for many, many people both male and female to create their own podcast or, you know, whatever media outlet and you're, it's okay to voice your opinion. It's okay to be open, but it's, you know, it's, it's all about your, the way that you approach it as well. Right. right. It's like, we don't come in and say, Oh, you should be, you know, smoking this. So you should be, you know, uh, tasting these things in, in the cigar. No, 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 no. It's everybody's palate is different. Everybody likes what they like whatever you like is to you. That's the direct, that's another, uh, how we wanted to approach it as well. Another way. So going off of that subject, mm -hmm. our first kind of like get to know you kind of question, you know, you smoke a lot of cigars. So I know this may be, I don't want to overwhelm you at one time, but if you had to kind of pick three cigars that kind of stood out to you this year, you know, what would those cigars be? And you don't have to give a reason why for each one, but, you know, a little spiel on why that cigar. Uh, do they have to be from 2020? No. Okay. Because I don't so, think people, people don't smoke, you know, just 2020, 2020 releases. Yeah. We, we like, would be stuck like, on yeah. a very small amount. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I definitely have to say, uh, not because he is my dear friend, but he has a solid, 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 solid um, palette, and he has a great background in cigars, Matt Booth. Um, you know, the big payback, the one that came, you know, the one that came back. It was it's extremely, like, just, it. I love it as far as a full-body cigar. And, um, you know, right next to it has to be the death bucket number two right now. I, I just... You know, I just from... got that one. So I ordered it from Smoker's mm -hmm. Abbey. Mm -hmm. And uh, it came in the mail like a couple of days ago. <clears throat> so nice. I added it to my Room 101 collection that mm -hmm. I have going on right now. So it's in my kind of two smoke stack. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's it's excellent. I mean, it's especially coming out of Hoya de Nicaragua and um, him and Juan working on that. I, I thought it was very special. And I was, it, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Um, I think another one that's definitely, you know, has gotten me through a lot and I'm glad that I can get my hands on it a lot more now. Uh, the Pistagli Basilica A is probably my top three. Hi. And then the top three. Um, I don't know if you, have you had that before? No. No? Mm. I gotta, know. We, we gotta get you some. This is like 
to this is why I like this kind of segment because it gets you kind of thinking outside the box. Because I have something mm -hmm. I'm going to share with you after you tell me your your third selection. And it's funny because we have a little bit of crossover, a little bit somehow, but I won't tell you how. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then, I mean, there's a list goes on, but uh, I also have to say the uh, foundation, the Goliath. My goodness. I, you know, I. That he, one just came out, and, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's at the end of the year, but still, it's just. My goodness, the I, I had all, the all three because you had the fifth anniversary, you have the David, and then you have the Goliath. So, um, but the Goliath, my goodness, if you can get your hands on it, get it because it's it's definitely it's great. It's great. Let me see if I can share mine. So, what's yours? Without, without not by the way, Matt, you missed it. <laughs> I know, Matt. I know, Matt. You were number one, my friend. <laughs> I would say number three that I've smoked this year would be the Don Pepin Garcia original. So the blue, as they call it. Uh, I had this one in January while I was at TPE. And uh, usually I get kind of midway through a cigar and I'm kind of bored. And I'm just like, well, I don't, I can finish it or not finish it and not really care. Right. And then I'm just, but this one I actually like finished pretty much. So uh, I really like this one. So that's my number three. Number two. This is my room one on one choice, which is farce. Uh, I had this one. I don't think it was this year, but it was like last year while I was at um, Havana Fields in Greensboro. So it was mm -hmm. during a, a, a room one on one event, and that was my first time having it. So I really like that one. I usually look for cigars that I can smoke that will not completely blow out my palate, in, you know, in one puff and that I can have a conversation with and not feel overwhelmed or sick and stuff like that. So I'm definitely a more of a mild person um, and mild cigar. So my top one, the one that I've been talking about all year, and like everybody asks me whenever I'm on somebody else's podcast or whatever, they say, what's your favorite cigar? So the Avo, you know, the classic Maduro. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you've had this one. Not yet. Okay. So this is my favorite one. So I had this one back in February for the first time at a event when we could have events before Corona. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I just really liked it. I just thought it was a great blend. I like it just kind of all went together. Very smooth, you know, nice look. And I think the Avo brand kind of gets overlooked a little bit because you think Davidoff, you think Davidoff, white label stuff. You know, like the Winston mm -hmm. Churchill stuff. And um, the Apple stuff is really good, too, though. And it's usually, I mean, the marketing behind it. And I'm not just saying that because Eddie's watching, but it's yeah, all gonna like ask a that. really fun. Like, Wait a minute. Cause he... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm it's just kidding. Really fun brand. Really fun brand. You know, I'm a music person, so I like all the musical, uh, like, marketing and little tips of the hat that mm -hmm. um, go into it. So those would be my top three for this year and i have a whole bunch of other cigars i just haven't smoked yet so i can't really speak on yeah um you you gotta get up on it man. it's just hard gotta start smoking. in north carolina to, to smoke anywhere um you know without like <laughs> feeling like you're a criminal so uh, uh but not even in your car i know what about your car you probably could get away with there but i i rarely drive I mean, I, I mean, with, listen, with COVID. 
get in your car, <laughs> you're outside, put down the window a little bit, throw on some Netflix, put your Bluetooth on and, and just smoke it out in your, your car. That's what I do too. Like I do it all the time in my driveway. <laughs> that's something to take into consideration. I don't Choose even, your I'm not a big car person. Like that's the, the New York part of me that I like is not, not needing a car, the subways and stuff like that. I hate cars. I'm like one of those people who just hate cars. I hate driving. So COVID in that sense has been great because I have not hardly gone <laughs> anywhere. When I crank up my car, it's just to make sure that it still works. Like I cranked up my car last week for the first time in like weeks. And I was Damn. like, it works. I know. And I was like, it, it works. Awesome. <laughs> that's where we are with that. Um, all right. All right. Now I know that you, you and I have talked about books this year too. So in terms of books, what kind of book has, you know, what books have, have you been reading this year that kind of got you all excited? Yeah, I mean, listen, the, like, books-wise, I've never been, like, a, a real, like, big reader, because I have such a hard time, like, you know, it's not with reading itself. I, I thought I always had, like, a problem all my life. I was like, okay, I'm reading this book. I can read it. Like, I'm reading these pages, but once I turn the page, all of that just whatever I just read goes like out the window. I've always thought like there was something, you know, weird, but a lot of people have that. A lot of people, you know, have the same situation. There is, there's a name for it and so forth. So, and you also have to teach yourself like how to actually like really focus in on a book and read, read, read it. Um, so I always choose to do like audible. Right. Um, and like this, yeah, like this year it's really been, more like podcasts as opposed to like books but the one that I truly admired the most was the one that you actually suggested was um it was the stamped from the beginning the most incredible that's the one I, that's the one I chose for this year too just because there's like two books incredible that, like for whatever reason this year with COVID I had a hard time focusing in enough to read like paper books like usually I get through maybe a mm -hmm. one a month which isn't a lot, but this year's cut down like severely for whatever reason. But I read the um, 50th Law. That's like a Robert Greene book with interviews that he did with uh, 50 Cent. And uh, it was actually really good. It's a really, okay. I, liked, I liked it because it was a different take on business and life. It's not like the, it's not the goody good, like, you know, find a team and teamwork and stuff. It was like mm -hmm. 50 Cent. <laughs> take on life so it's like you know it's the hustle it's you know this cutthroat out there you know make you know learn stuff for yourself and so right. I thought that book was awesome just because it was so different um from anything else but stamps which let me see mm -hmm. and for those those that don't you know know about this book it honestly will break down I, listen just go read it listen to it it's incredible so I actually incredible to, yeah and I listened to the young adult version which is still pretty adult mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of just takes probably like a good two or three hundred pages out of this it's kind of condensed down like the highlights mm -hmm. of this book i would say and it's a good place to start but it's like yeah uh, i kind of you know when you listen to or you read it they say oh this isn't a history book well it's, to me it's a history book that is yes it is it's a history book and i don't want to even i don't even want to say it's an alternative history it's just history that you're not taught 
<laughs> in school. And it's just yeah. a lot of like filling the gaps. Like when you read this or listen to it and you think about all the history that you've learned or read about in the past, you're like, oh, I remember that, but we didn't learn that part of it. So yeah, it's a really good book to learn about African-American history, history yeah. and, and some stuff that happened in Africa and European history. Native American. Yeah, Native American. It's just like, it's like minorities. Everything. So mm -hmm. it's not just mm -hmm. a black book. It's minorities and mm -hmm. how the, the ties in other countries and how it all kind of wrapped up into America. So it's yep. a really good book. It and is. I don't know, I recommended it to you because I was like, you got to read it. It's one of those books, 20 pages in, you're just like, I never read that. I never knew that. Like, wait a minute. I had to like right. rewind like a whole bunch of time. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Let me write no notes down. Like, really? Like that? At right. that? So I go back to them and start to listen to it again and at some key points that I really want to understand. And then, you know, I'll look it up and it just, it's, it's a lot of information. Like it's, it's just like the other one. I do have another one that I'm like, that's another one that I will always listen to. It's uh, called Propaganda by Edward Bernays. And yeah. it's, it's just all how like, it goes, it's how propaganda works and who was in charge of making people, you know, look towards a way like, hey, listen, you have to have a music, a music room. So everybody, how are we going to manipulate the media, however, whatever we have to want a music room and have that piano in that music room or right. politics or, you know, anything, a business. Like after I read, like I, I listened to it multiple times and then what I see the cigar industry and I see how some people, I feel like some people have studied this, this book in the ins and outs. And I realize what kind of things that they're applying to their social media and, you know, certain uh, media outlets. It's, it's very, it's educational, but it's, it's scary at the same time. It's crazy because it only takes like one person to be able to, to realize how they can turn heads. And for this one person, it's super easy. And there are quite a few people that do, like, you just have to, you have to read it. I highly recommend Propaganda by Edward Bernays. You know, that reminds me of a book I read, one of the few books I read this year is like um, The Sociopath's Guide to Getting Ahead or something like that. <laughs> no, no, and I, I'm not joking. Like I read this book and I was in Barnes and Noble before COVID and I saw the cover and I was like, oh, Sociopath was like, it was like in the business section and you read it and it was just like, and I was like, wow. I was like, it's just, again, it's like a flip on what you're used to to hearing and it was like how to you know mm -hmm. how to just manipulate media and people <laughs> to get what you want and to get the message across you know like coming up with your mm -hmm. own facts <laughs> and pushing yeah. them out and how to push those facts out to make it so that it, people buy into that idea that that's the truth mm -hmm. so it's a really yeah. interesting book I will post about it I, it's probably in my Instagram because if I read it I probably took a picture of it but um, yeah it's, it's, you're, it is really interesting. I mean, you'll see some, some people have that look, that psychopath look, 
in our industry, right? <laughs> They'd have it. And you know who those people are. And a lot of people know who those people are. And it's just the way that they react to certain things and, and how they attack certain situations. Like, okay, like I could see, you know, you traveling all over the world. Where are the bodies? Like where, <laughs> how many bodies you got out there? <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I took that left real quick. <laughs> what, going off the audio thing. So what music got you through this year? Mm. Mm. Cause music for me is like, I tell people like when people are in my ecosphere, like I'm typically always listening to music because mm -hmm. when I was going through art school, as I call it, um, I went through a magnet art school. So from like 1995 to 2002, it was like art all the time, art, art, art. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we learned in painting class was that you should never work in silence. Like you should always have some type of music going on. So I've, I'll, I always have some type of music. And like, even when I'm writing a story for like tobacco business, if I know what kind of mood I need to get into, then I'll look for that type of music. Like if it's a aggressive story, then I want, mm -hmm. you know, something harder. I don't want to listen to country music then. But <laughs> certain moods that I tap into. So music for me has always been something that has helped me kind of play out what I whatever's in my head that I need to get out. So what kind of music mm -hmm. have you been listening to this year that has kind of like, like I said, gotten you through the year? Yeah, I mean, music plays, similar to for you, it plays a huge part of my life. Just, you know, overall, everything. And, you know, uh, and I, I just love it so much. I love all, all types of music. Um, but this year, I've really been listening to Black Coffee. I think, you know, Black Coffee is, uh, I believe he's South African. Uh, he, he plays a lot of, I want to say like, more like not like, there is a lot of African background to each uh, song that he's playing. Um, but it's just a vibe. Like it, it, all of his, the songs that he puts together as a set, like, it's just a vibe. You can find him on Spotify. He's everywhere, all over YouTube. He's probably one of the biggest uh, DJs out there. But, uh, like, yeah, Deep House. Like, but not to a point it's like, okay, I can only listen to this for maybe 10 minutes. No, 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 no. Like, this guy is the shit. Like, and um, he deserves to be out there even more. And I know he's, he's definitely made a way for a lot of people, too. But his music, it, it just hits different. Um, and of course, my all-time favorite is Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews is, has been my all-time favorite since, you know, when he started in the not early 90s. But Dave Matthews definitely takes folk indie to a whole new level. And um, a lot of people don't give him a chance just because it's like, oh, this guy's voice is really fucking weird. But like... <laughs> But um, I, I, a lot of respect for him. He's probably, he's been doing lot, like shows, uh, not this year, but just shows since the early 90s and hasn't stopped. And they're diehard fans. And um, I mean, then there is one other particular guy. Uh, his name is Majid Jordan. 
he has really good stuff. It's kind of like house, but not really. It's just, just like a, just feels, man. It's, it's, it's M-A-J-I-D, Jordan. But highly recommend him. You would really like him a lot. And I, so. uh, I, pro- I think very, so. Very particular. <laughs> yeah. No, this one, this, this one, I think is, I think, I think he would, and Black Coffee, I think you would vibe out. I think, especially knowing like your background, I think this will, this will be a little bit different, a little bit more, you know, just, I don't know, it's just a vibe. And I have to say, the last one, Nirvana. (laughs) (laughs) Nirvana, it's, he, so many feels. So that's, that's the one when you want to write a hard article, whatever, that you have to get through something, you're like, okay, fuck COVID. <laughs> Let's listen to <laughs> Copain. Let's listen to him. I got to get through today. How am I going to get through today? So I loved all of them. But the list goes on again with them. Yeah. Like music is my life. I think I've listened to, I probably listened to Lady Gaga's album probably so much this year. Like I got, I don't have Spotify, but I have Apple and it, I was like excited to see what songs I've been listening to all year. And it was like, I was like, this is like just Lady Gaga's album, like the whole top whatever. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I, I listened to that album a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've listened to. I've listened to so, well, yeah, like Matt said, obviously I've listened to really? Britney. So she's had some new songs come out this year, um, mm-hmm. even while she's on lockdown uh, under her conservatorship. So her estate has released some songs <laughs> that may or may not be her singing, but it's, it's cool. entertaining to listen to those. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the album that I've listened to the most that I have like the vinyl here is a... Uh, of course, you got the vinyl. Of course. I mean, yeah. So this is Kylie. Who is that? Minogue. Is, I, I thought it was Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't know her, she's the one who sang Locomotion back in the 80s. Because my mom was like, she's still alive. I was like, yes, mom, she's still, she's still alive and kicking. She's been pretty active for the last couple decades. But the disco she's album, Australian, is, right? Yeah, she's yeah. So the the disco album has been really good because they came out right, right during the election. So it was just like everybody was like waiting, and then I remember she she actually put on like a a virtual concert. So it was like the night that they kind of first decided it like one of five mm-hmm. you know this is the person who won it was she was performing her virtual concert around the world so it was nice <laughs> it was nice to that's like, cool and be like oh like this is it we can move on yeah some some people came out with like some dope concerts i mean i know billy eilish came out with a nice concert she did um i mean bad bunny was in new york city he was he put on a live concert on top of a semi truck in the Bronx, like, and he was alive. Dua Lipa, or du- uh, Dula Peep, as uh, Wendy Williams calls her. <laughs> I can't even pronounce her name. <laughs> That's like Wendy Williams, she's like, Dula Peep? Yeah, uh, I can't even pronounce her, her own name. kind of virtual concert, but yeah. Yeah, some people did it. I mean, they, kudos to them, because that's, again, like, some people, you know, adapted and created uh, something really, really cool for us, you know, during this weird time and, you know, just to take our minds off of something as, you know, all the madness. Um, I respect them. Hasn't that been like the theme of 2020 is to adapt? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's, it's like you have the adapt and then who are the ones that, like Matt would say, like, you know, hit the accelerator and didn't stop. Right. You know, those are the ones that are sticking out the most, you know, for me. Um, but I, I know for a lot of people too, it's like they didn't, some of these people are like, okay, I'm chilling. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to ride this out. I'm with family. Yeah. But then you have these other folks that are just like, you know what? Fuck this. This is the, my opportunity. I wasn't being seen before as much as I would like. Now I'm going to create whatever I can with my power and whatever I have in my hands to um, stick out. And people are going to always remember them. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton. She just released a, a, a book of all her lyrics and, and stuff. And she tells the stories mm -hmm. behind lots of her songs and stuff. And she was being interviewed by Oprah and she's told Oprah that, you know, she would rather wear out than rust out. <laughs> so wear out than like, rust out. She, she yeah. was just that, that mentality of just like work, 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 work. And, mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't let whatever the circumstances kind of keep yeah. you down. So that was a good lesson because I was like, yeah, I can agree with that because I was, I think we all at one point this year were just like, what do we do now? Like you can't mm -hmm. travel. They're, they're, you can't go to the events, you know. Yeah. What do we do? And we're still like that a little bit. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah. You know, because e events that were supposed to happen in January, February, you know, are getting canceled. So we're like, what do we do now? Like, how do we pivot? How do we kind of take advantage? And that's been a big lesson for me is just how do you take advantage of, you know, take a bad situation and, and you know, find an opportunity in it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we all got a chance to like, listen, you need a mental break. You need to disappear for a little bit. And then, you know, just, <laughs> and then just like, all right, refresh button, but you got to keep going. You can't stop. Like, you know, TLE took a couple, a couple days off and so forth, but still we needed to keep going. There's, this is not a time to stop. This is a time, what we did in the beginning of quarantine. We did it. Michael did it. Like, well, I think the three of us hit the most in the beginning. We, we started the lives. We had these interviews. We just, before even Facebook lives were going on. Us three, I think all of, all of us, TLE, Michael, Deep Cuts, we all, we all started it and we just hit, hit the gear. And we, we did whatever we could at that point. And then, you know, I said, you know what? Antoine got it. We can now, now I know, we'll focus you told on me that, and I was like, Antoine don't got it sometimes. Antoine's <laughs> like just winging it, it here and just, just trying to, to, to make it through. For me, it was just about, I, I wasn't able to travel and get out there. You know, we didn't have the trade shows that we usually do. We didn't have the events to do. And I was like, I could either sit here and just disappear for a year or however long we're going to not be able to travel and those, all the stuff, or mm -hmm. I could like do something. And I was like, I, I'm not comfortable in front of a camera. I'm not comfortable speaking to people in this open environment, but I'll try it. And it's not been that bad. No, <laughs> like you're been, handling it. Yeah, and it's, it's been nice to, to speak to 52 different people. I know I was speaking to Ben uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, mm -hmm. you know, in what other year would you have had 52 different conversations? And I was like, none, because I would have just, they, they weren't conversations. They were just me seeing the people at a trade show and, waving and taking a picture and, and moving mm -hmm. on and kind of hanging out in the corner so this has been new and i'm already trying to think of how to continue this on into 2021 in a 
in a new, not new way, but in an upgraded way. How you, you know, raise, sure. raise the bar a little bit. <laughs> I think you raised the bar pretty high, my friend. <laughs> uh, there's always more room. There's always more room. Always more room, but there's I think always you, more room. You, there, there's, you got up there. The ceiling is, is high. So, <laughs> you know, I always, I like reflective stuff. So with this being the last deep cuts for 2020 and all, and you know, mm -hmm. um, what, what are some of the lessons that you have learned from this year? Uh, geez, honestly, just take a break when needed. You know, I, I think it's just like, even though we kind of were on a break, um, I mean, for, for, I've been busy, you know, personally with my full-time job, it's never been busier. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in real estate, they're buying houses, they're redoing their houses. So people need help designing certain things. So it's, it's just been Zooms, FaceTimes, phone calls. So it's just been crazy. Um, and, you know, I got to a point where it was like, I almost had like a complete mental breakdown. I was like, oh my, I can't do any of this right now. I can't, what's going on? Like, I, I, I can't breathe. So if I wanted to go to Florida, if I wanted to go to Texas, California, I can't go anywhere, like, without feeling like I'm signing my death, death certificate, Right. you know, like, it, you know, with COVID and all. So it's just sleep in if you wanted, you know, you can sleep in, you can, you know, you can change a meeting to a different day. Like you can, it's okay. Um, you know, to, to just be kind to yourself. I was being so hard on myself. It's just like, damn, like I'm not, it's not that bad. Um, but also uh, think about this, this whole year is just think about what else you can do to contribute to the cigar culture. You know, we started have we moved from the lives, then we, we transferred over to having all these guests on, um, you know, I think, uh, it just realizing, I think the biggest thing was we worked so hard and, you know, I, one particular uh, podcast episode that stands out the most is probably Paul Rosenberg, you know, from Death Jam. Everybody knows him from Death Jam. Now he's Shady Records and Goliath. And just to have him on and ha him saying like, this is the first cigar podcast I've ever been on. And here's this guy's like, what? Like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow, we have these guys that we can just, you know, sit back, guys and girls that we could just sit back and talk. And if we stopped, this wouldn't have happened. You know, right. we wouldn't have been able to talk to all these guests on that we have on. And so many people have been, um, you know, open to having the conversations with us and saying like, you could give yourself a break, but you don't have to stop. You can figure out a way to overcome this obstacle of the mental uh, obstacle that you're going through um, and you can apply it to something that's going to make you feel good. You know, having guests on doing this, you know, I was like, damn, like I haven't done a, a live in a long time. This is, this is refreshing, you know, especially I'm not the host right now. So <laughs> I don't have to think right now. I'm going off of your, your, your questions. So it's fun. And, um, but if I would have stopped, it would have been like, what? Like, this is all that time was wasted. So adapt, but then 
think about how we can change things up. And I think the way that being said too, is like, that's why TLE is where TLE is at right now. Cause we didn't stop, you know? So, yeah. I think that reminds me of, I was watching Eckhart totally on um, the pandemic news, as I call it, the one o'clock <laughs> news, all dedicated to COVID <laughs> stuff. Um, really weird, but he was saying, you know, there's no such thing as problems, that all your problems are situations. He said, you know, so much stress comes from us looking at a situation and misinterpreting it and saying it's a problem because problems mm -hmm. we don't know how to overcome. Situations will come and they'll pass. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, this year has been all about uh, being more present in the now, like, because I'm a person who's like, like, I can easily worry about what's going to happen next week. Like, my agenda, my list of things to do before we need to close down for the, you know, basically for the year, you know. But, you know, focusing in right now on this conversation, being present in the now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, you know, being present, you know, not worrying about that email I never sent or this thing that I need to write or this and that. So I think being present for me has been a big thing that is something that you have to learn. It doesn't, doesn't come easy because I'm, like I said, I think most people live in the past and they live in the future and live learning to live in the right now and enjoying the right now is hard. So for me, it's very hard. It's been, a, a, a it's been a lot of work and how I've had to kind of retool myself sometimes is like, you know, I'm not commuting, so I'm here. So this is my office and this is my home and this is my kitchen and this is my entertainment area. So it's just like, <laughs> everything is like right here, but learning how to like click off at some time, like, you know, six o'clock is usually my cutoff time and doing something else. That's why I've been like so engrossed in my Nintendo Switch this year because that gives me something else to be concerned about and uh, yeah. focus on. So if it was not for Breath of the Wild and Animal Crossing, I don't think I would be able to, uh, I think I would just have lost my mind. But, you know, I was right. so focused on paying off my damn house on Animal Crossing for like uh, several months. And then I was like, done. I was like, oh my gosh, what now? And then I was like, Breath of the Wild. And then I was like playing Breath of the Wild like every day. And now I'm playing like Hyrule warriors or whatever and there's other <laughs> stuff that's best come up so for me being present <laughs> learning how to focus in on the, the present moment is nice because mm -hmm. then you, you i mean i think of i think of myself last year and i was always like worried and anxious about stuff and now i feel a little bit more relaxed because i'm just like you know it is what <laughs> my favorite phrase right this year is like it is what it is so i've done my part it really is now i'm going to go <laughs> off and go off to my island on, on Animal Crossing or go off to Hyrule and, and kick some butt, you know, beat up some moblins or whatever. So <laughs> I learned that lesson, no. how to be present and how yeah. and the importance of looking up. I read some book this year and it was like, so many people forget to look up. And I'm like, that's, at first like, I was like, that's crazy. But then I was like, no, it's not because usually we're looking down at our phones you know, we're looking, you know, when somebody's yeah. speaking to us, we don't like to have that eye contact because it's like weird. So being able to look up sometimes, like when I'm out, like I, too, I take a walk every morning or every afternoon now that it's a little bit colder. And usually I try to look up. And sometimes I find a nice 
interesting like tree. Like a couple of weeks ago, they were all the like the, the, the trees were the trees were turning colors, and they were all like this fiery red color. And I was taking pictures of the trees as I was like walking, just so I could rem remind myself of that when this winter and it's like dreary outside. So mm. that kind of stuff has been kind of important to me. And the last lesson that I learned is that everything has its place. So, oh, everything has its place. Right. And this is such an easy lesson, but like getting mm -hmm. organized and finding a place for everything. Um, everything. Everything. And even finding a place for yourself. So like for you, it's like in the podcasting world, in the TLE. You mm -hmm. know, for me, it's, it's kind of in the magazine world and doing what I do for magazines and knowing what my strength is and what the magazine strength is and what we're not about and not just saying okay like whatever like yeah we'll do that story sometimes i'm like that's not who we are no that's not who we are <laughs> i and i and i respect you for that because i think you know a lot of people don't even realize what you've done for the cigar culture because you you you're choosing the stories and these stories make sense and this is you know it it plays a huge role on where TLE wants to go as well and that's you know we get to choose okay that's not us we right. we have we have a mission we want to connect with everybody you know everybody has a place in this industry nobody has to feel um like they're an outsider because they're not they're not nobody is so um you know I can I can definitely respect that and you know what you're doing and I I appreciate what you're doing for the the culture um, and I'm very proud of you, man. And I'm honored that you, you and I have definitely grown together and we've been a part of each other's journey for many years. A lot of people don't yeah. even realize that either, you know, and, um, we've done some really cool shit together and, and I'm having, I've had so much fun with you and, yeah. um, I appreciate you so much. I really well, do, man. The feeling is likewise. Mm -hmm. And since we're mm -hmm. nearing the last couple minutes of our interview, I want to give you time to do this feel um you know tell us about how to how to listen to tle how to follow okay. you and amy what's what's all the social media plugs that we need to be aware of so that we have enough time before the instagram thing cuts yeah. us off <laughs> so good yeah um if you want to follow the podcast uh page on instagram and on twitter we're not too active on twitter but um you can follow us both both spots under TLE underscore podcast on, on Facebook or TLE podcast, no underscore. Uh, you know, you can always shoot us a DM if you have any questions, uh, like anything like business related or anything like that. You can always shoot us an email. You know, we're open to topics. Uh, we'd love to talk about anything. And if you want to hear something, if you, you know, you want to see somebody on, we'll, we'll take suggestions um and yeah i mean you can follow me here this is my personal page erican where everybody's watching me now and then <laughs> you know amy is uh blossom smoke she's in here uh somewhere but i'm sure everybody knows amy's <laughs> handle <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah i want amy on on season two so sometime oh. in, in 2021 because like you said she has a very distinct bubbly personality so I know that would be mm -hmm. a fun interview to do. So, oh yeah, Amy, plan to be on, <laughs> plan to be on in the new year at some point. Awesome! I'm looking forward to seeing her. So, in the last couple minutes, somebody did ask mm -hmm. a question, 
They wanted okay. to know what was what was our favorite Britney song. I guess inspired by the the wall of Britney behind me. Uh, probably what was the first one was uh, "Hit Me Baby One More Time." <laughs> Yo, I remember that like I was in, in middle school. <laughs> and I remember the pigtails and everything. The the, the school. So I, was so I was just like, I remember when that album came out, and I was like, how? Uh, I mean, we were in chorus and the, the choir, and I was just like, I can't believe we're sitting here listening. And, and and then all of a sudden, here I am years later, and I'm just like, I can't get enough of Britney. I don't know what my <laughs> favorite Britney song would be. I think I would just have to go with Oops, because you can't go wrong with Oops. I mean, you hear Oops, I did it again. That's just a, a, a nice phrase and, and catchphrase and everything. So I think I would have Oops. to go with that for that person who asked. But there's so many. There's so many Britney deep cuts. We could have a whole episode just about Britney deep cuts. <laughs> you should. People would just be, their mind would be blown. By you got to get her on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll speak to her handlers. I'll speak to her dad about that. Sure. You should. <laughs> be like, listen. <laughs> you got to get her on. All right, guys. We got to get together and get Britney on. <laughs> Make the movement. Start the movement. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you for being on today. It was awesome to catch yeah, up totally. with you. And thank you for being my final guest of 2020. Yeah. I see our friend said, uh, said he'll shave, Will said he'll shave her head for us. I'm, yeah, I'm sure she'll like that. Yeah, I'm sure she would. I'm sure that, that would get her on the show. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, like I said, uh, for those who want to re read a little bit more about TLE and Erica and Amy's show and what they do, there is an article on tobaccobusiness.com about uh, the sound of marketing. So it's all about podcasts. Yeah. You to set up your own podcast. And it was written and influenced by Erica. So if you want to get Tough that perspective, one. you know, it's a great article to kind of get your ideas bubbling over for uh starting your own podcast or getting your voice out there for 2021 yeah man and the link is on my bio too so they can go check it out awesome thank you guys well thank you so much for coming thank on you. i look forward to our next encounter and there's oh there's always projects that i always think i was like amy amy would be good for that and erica would be good for that so i have some ideas for both of you all uh yeah. for 2021 for some of those magazine stuff that i'm working on so I'll be reaching out to you about that. Absolutely. Can't wait. Can't awesome. wait. Well, thank All you so right, much. All right, my friends. And have a great holiday. And you too. Until our next encounter. And thank you, all everybody, right. for tuning in to this one and to all the deep cuts for the, the last year. It's been fun. <laughs> been real. It's been it. Yeah, it's been real. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.